Hello, hello, hello. It's your boy, Coach John John here, certified life coach specializing in manifestation coaching through my organization, Beyond Your Horizon, where the mission is to go beyond the place your eyes can see. Yeah, that's right. And on this podcast, I aim to give you inspiration, motivation, all things to get you beyond your perceived limitations so that you can manifest the life you desire. So sit back, relax, and get into this episode like you're getting into this beat. (laughs) Yeah, you feeling that? JJ made it. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate, do all the things to show us some love. Now, are you ready? I hope you're ready. Let's go beyond our horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, good people? Thank you so much for hitting play on this podcast episode that is titled Solving for Lonely. I am joined in this episode with my bestie. His name is Jalise, and we are primarily talking about self-dating. Um, And that means just taking yourself out on a date, not needing anyone to be there with you, going to a restaurant and dining alone. For some people, this can be very challenging, um, but we know that it can also be very rewarding. And there's a lot of benefits that can come out of self-dating. I'm going to share three benefits with you right now before the episode even begins. One your confidence may improve. Two, you may feel more stability in your own independence. And three, you can meet new people. Okay. And we're going to get into some more benefits as well in this episode. We begin first with our little catch up and we share our origin story about how our friendship has started. That's a very interesting story. Stay tuned for that. I then follow up with Jalise on his voodoo practice. If you've heard this podcast before, then you would have seen an episode that is titled um, You Do Voodoo, where I um, talked to Jalise about his practice of this religion. We then get on the subject of what happened in Midtown Atlanta with the shooter. We talk about where we were when this event happened and also just our own thoughts and what we felt during this time. And then we're going to wrap up the episode with the main reason of our conversation, solving for lonely and looking at dating yourself and how that experience has been going for my friend Jalise. All right, so just sit back, relax, and get into this episode. Don't forget to like, share, rate, subscribe, do all those things to show us you love us. And um, and if you have any questions or want to give some feedback, you can do so. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at go underscore beyond your horizon and feel free to slide in them DMs with any questions or feedback or comments you have. You can also email me at GoBeyondYourHorizon123 at gmail.com. All right. So I look forward to 
um, engaging with you and those comments and those emails. And um, I hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy this episode. Okay. All right. Take a listen. Solving for Lonely. Okay, right. got it. Is that okay? Yeah, recording? That, well, it, it, it pushed on my end too, so go ahead to accept it. Okay, I guess you have to give it permission to allow me to record you. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, hello, hello, hello. Um, first off, just, you know, letting the people know that I am now, I'm recording an episode right now with my friend, Jaleese Newman. How are you doing, Jaleese? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I hope you don't mind me get, saying your whole government name like that. How are you talking about Facebook? People, they're going to be looking for me. I'm going to be looking for you. That's right. Your name is very easy to search. Easy to search. All <laughs> right. So uh, thank you again for wanting to even do this episode. Um, we are going to talk, um, the topic of this episode is going to be solving for lonely. And we are going to um, really get into that toward the end of this podcast. But um, before we start talking about that, I just want to do a little check in with you. I haven't talked to you that much today. Um, and so just let me know, like, what's, what's going on with you today? How are you feeling? And how are things going in your world right now? Oh, everything's fine. Um, just anxious about this coming up, but other than that, life is good. Mm, anxious about your trip to Greece? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So now, like, I figure out that I may need another bag. Um, so I'm planning on checking a bag and then also doing a carry on. But you know me, <laughs> I usually do a good old carry on. And I'm, and I'm gone. <laughs> and you're good. And you're good to go. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, what um, he is at, Lisa is talking about is that, you know, he is about to do a solo travel all the way to Greece. Um, and that also fits into why I asked you to be on this episode, because we are going to talk about um, how we can enjoy our own company and, you know, take ourselves out on dates and even take ourselves um on the other side of the globe i think Greece is on the other side of the globe i think uh, <laughs> right okay cool all by yes all by ourselves i don't know i need to um look at the globe so i can understand where greece is going to be at but yes but um but let me just introduce you outside of that too so let people know that you know jaleese is um one of my i guess he's in my the way i, well, I say it my longest same sex, no sex relationship that I've ever had. Because <laughs> we've been friends for over in the same sex, no sex relationship that I've ever had because we've been friends for over 10 plus years. Um, I was thinking, I don't think it's been quite 15. Has it been 15 yet? It's between 10 and 15, I think. Yes. Mm. We could be at the 15 markers, but. I would say 2003. Well, let me 20. No, 2003. No, no, no. It wasn't that. It wasn't that that early. No, it wasn't. 2004. No, no, because 2002 is when I first came to Atlanta. I was like 17 years old, out of high school, and I was dating Daryl then. 
So I know it was in 2002 or 2003. I was back in Carrollton when I started dating your former best. Well, are you, I don't know if he's your best friend. <laughs> I don't know if he's your former best friend, farmer, <laughs> whatever. Y'all are friends. Okay, y'all, y'all are friends now, even though y'all don't may not talk on on the regular. But when I started dating your friend, I think it had so yeah, it had to be about about ten years ago. I think about ten years ago because that would have made me about twenty. I was definitely in my twenties. I was definitely in my twenties when I started dating I, David. I was twenty because. When I lived off of MLK, I know I was 22, most probably. And then mm-hmm. I want to say, well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when you start dating that person, um, what was it? I mean, I mean, I know it had to be 20, because mm, I I came back to Atlanta for came back to Atlanta was working at Target I moved out of my mom's house that following year I wonder that that was, that was 2002 but I want to say that you started in that bull like around 2000 probably 4, 5 no, no, uh, maybe 5, 6 maybe something like that now that's possible that's possible. Okay. That that that's possible. Yeah, that's possible because by that time I would have left um, Atlanta um, because you know I dropped out of Georgia State. I went to Georgia State at 2002. Or dropped out, went back to Carrollton, and was working there because I was in Carrollton when I met David, who was your um, who is your your friend and my former ex. And, um, and yeah, and then, you know, we became friends through that. So that's like a very interesting connection. Yes, that I became friends with Jaleese by dating his friend. And, um, and even though um, I broke up with his friend, I continued to stay friends with Jaleese. And we've been friends um, ever since, you know, going, we have our ups and downs and all that. But it's like I said, he is my longest same sex, no sex relationship that I've ever had. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I think you've been on the Being On Your Horizon podcast before. You were talking about voodoo, I think, the last episode that we did together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You were a voodoo practitioner. Are you still practicing voodoo? I am. I mean, I'm still in the realm of that spiritual, you know, dynamic of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, especially I've been hearing a lot of conversation around Christianity that, you know, it just it breaks my heart. You know. How that, so? Well, because the rules of being a Christian and people not understanding that what Christianity is based off of and the history of it. Um, I was hearing a conversation the other day about, um, I want to say, was it Arcata? And someone was having a comparison between Arcata and Christians and then these group of women, because they weren't all Black women, but one of the women was speaking that, basically, that, oh, well, Christians 
went going around and cutting off people's heads. And I said, well, that may be true to a degree, but Christianity, you know, has caused several several wars. And they had a very deep root in slavery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you understand that? Um, mm-hmm. so that 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 is what saddens me that people don't understand that the effect that Christianity has had in the world. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and that is true. And that is true. And a lot of people don't really take the time to learn about the history of their religion. Um, But I mean, but even as a Christian, if you read the Bible, and you've read the Old Testament, especially, um, there were, because, because there were God's chosen people who were, you know, the Jews or Israel, they would go into different tribes and countries. And yes, they would definitely cut the heads off of people and slaughter men, women, and children under the name of God, you know, uh, right. So, yeah, so. mm -hmm. Yeah, and they had like this ignorance thinking that Christianity was widespread throughout Africa, and it wasn't. Because isn't like Muslim, like Muslim or Islam, like pretty much the like the biggest religion within Africa, I believe. Um, I'm not too sure. I, I don't I, know the fact. I mean, it could be to to this day, but I mm-hmm. mean, I would even say that even Muslim religion is, you know, still European. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not going to get deep into it because, you know, I'm not a religious scholar. I I totally believe that people yeah, should maybe. believe whatever, whatever, you know, believe whatever they want to believe. You know, um, I take the advice of Jennifer Lewis, who says, you know, let them people have Jesus. They want Jesus, baby. Let them have Jesus. And yes. and honey, if if voodoo helps you be a better person and to love people and to get and get you through this madness of life, then hey be a voodoo it don't you know whatever do whatever you need to do for you um i do believe there's only one source at the end of this all or there could be more than one source who knows whatever but everybody is trying to do the best they can down here on earth i know people might disagree with my with my view i'm sure there are people listening who might be like uh-uh, there's only one way and that way is jesus you know <laughs> and they're talking about the blonde hair blue eyes so, you know, I'm not trying to offend anyone. If that's your Jesus, then that's your Jesus. And, oh, you know, or whatever. Um, have you heard the debate about the whole Netflix thing about about Cleopatra and how um, the Egyptians over there are saying that, oh, well, <laughs> she was, she was a, a, a Greek woman. And I was like, well, you know what? You all could have Cleo. <laughs> Cleopatra, if we can have Jesus. <laughs> mm, they don't want to give us, they ain't gonna wanna give us that now. They're not gonna wanna give us that, you know. And even and even saying that, you know, we're not saying that Jesus was an African American man. So I don't wanna hear anything based on that. He was not African American, but he was of a darker hue. I will definitely probably say that. 
He was definitely a doctor. He he definitely wasn't blonde hair, blue eyes. No. The book that they follow, it gives a very descriptive characteristic of how he looked. It does. And I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think before the the colonizers came over, I don't think that Mm -hmm. they were any people of a lot of hue. Yeah. No, they weren't. They weren't. But we're not going to get into that. That ain't what we're talking about today. We're not talking about religion and clashes. Hope you haven't tuned out so far. Not talking about that. Um, Again, the topic of this episode is solving for lonely, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But um, I also wanted to check in with you because, you know, we were just in, we just were dealing with this Midtown shooter on yesterday. Um, So if you all are listening and you're not aware of it, there was a shooting yesterday inside a medical building um, downtown, 1100 block of Peachtree Northwest. Um, Shortly after noon, um, police discovered that five people had been shot in the waiting area of this medical building. I think it's, I think it's now with what it's been disclosed to be like a North side medical building. I think, I think, yeah. Um, the five victims that were shot were a 38 year old female, a 39 year old female, a 71 year old female, a 56 year old female, and a 25 year old female. Um, it is unknown at this time if those victims were patients or employees. Um, I did get an update that on you know Wednesday night that the Fulton County um, Medical Examiner's Office identified the deceased victim because it was one woman that did die, the 38 year old. Her name oh, was wow. Amy. Yeah, her name her name was was Amy of Atlanta, and she was an employee as of the um, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, so the CDC. Okay. Um, the Atlanta so police she, victim. She was what? She wasn't a patient. She was actually an employee. Well, she was an employee of the CDC. The CDC. Okay. Right. Correct. Correct. Um, so um, Atlanta police have confirmed that you know the shooter, his name was Dion Patterson, um, was 24 year old. He was a gunman. Um, he and, and they and they did say it was at a, at a Midtown Atlanta North Side Hospital. He was taken into into custody Wednesday night, so they did find him. Um, he is now facing four counts of aggravated assault and one count of murder. I have this quote here from Mayor Andre Dickens, who says, "I hope the city, the region, um, rests easy that he is in custody, but I also hope that we will stay vigilant to continue." to look at a future where individuals who shouldn't have a gun in possession won't have one. And also that individuals are brought to justice and also that we deal with these things that are mental health are easy access to guns. Um, Atlanta, and that was again by a quote by Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens. So where were you? And, and, And let me say this too, for those who are listening, this podcast is not a news podcast. So by the time you're listening to this, it is possible that they updated the news and they found new new facts or whatnot. So please do not take what I'm saying in this podcast to be the news. It is the news of this time, but we know that things can change. So make certain that before you start quoting what I say, go check your reliable news source to make sure there are no updates. So Jaleese, um, 
where were you when this was going on and how how did you find out about it um i was at home and i got the news break app on my phone and that's when i initially saw it but you know mm-hmm. i mean I hate to say that in today's times i'm becoming really numb to like all these shootings so when i see one, i'm like okay I go home, go on with my with my life. But I think afterwards, you know, I got a phone call from my mom asking me where I was. And then I went in to see, you know, where exactly where it was. I'm like, okay, well, this is pretty close to home, you know, because I'm right in like the downtown area. And then got from her shortly after, and then I got a phone call from you. Um, you know, just doing a check-in. And we, we talked about it for a while until your mom called you. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's sad, you know, to hear, you know, here we are again, where someone, and like I say, I, I'm not going to diagnose anyone yet, but from what I understand, it's like someone who had some mental illness, who has access to a firearm. Yeah, yeah, and I know they are looking into that to um, figure out, you know, what 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 happened. We don't know right now. Um, as you said, you know, yeah, I I was at home when I heard about it. I think I saw it on Instagram first, and then my mom called me, of course, and I felt pretty much safe about it, you know, because it was downtown at that time. I was at the gym working out. I was at the gym working out, having a great workout session, getting ready to leave the gym, and um, was notified that they have locked had locked the doors of my gym because the latest update at that time was that this guy had hijacked a car and was now in the Smyrna area um, and was believed to be near the battery, which is just maybe a couple of exits up from where I live. Um, so that was a little scary for me because it did hit at home as I'm walking out the gym and they had to unlock the door to let me out. Then they locked the door behind me. Um, and so I am walking to my car in this parking lot, just thinking of like, what could happen that, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, what if I'm walking to my car and he runs through this parking lot right now with a gun, you know? Um, yeah, it was definitely definitely a little scary. And I was on edge for the rest of that evening. Um, didn't even want to like really walk my dogs or anything like that. Cause I was just like, you know, you never know where this person could, could be. Um, but he has been, you know, captured and, um, I am happy that they were able to catch him alive. Um, and so that we can understand his frame of mind and what really was going on with him. Um, I know that you are totally anti-gun. We've had this conversation many times. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're anti-gun. Um, totally anti-guns. And I mean, that is like, you know, one big wish that I had that basically that we can just eradicate, take all the guns. If you got to fight, use your fist. <laughs> you know? Um, but I mean, I do live in reality that I know that in my lifetime, that probably would not happen. But I thought about this, especially like the way that they're writing laws in the legislature. 
um, as far as people who are they trying to put on you know, the list um, to not purchase guns, right? So just say, for instance, that basically, you know, something happens and that you have to go get a mental evaluation. And then they figure out that you are not fit to own a gun, but you already purchased a gun. Would they then go into your home and take your gun? Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I thought about that. I mean, I'm just, you know, playing devil's advocate. Like, how would that work? I don't know. Um, and I don't know how. Who are pro-guns, like, you know, well, you're not going to take my gun away. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, everyone going in who are first-time buyers, I can see that. But if you are on a gun, what then happens? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to solve for this problem. I really don't know. You're right. I don't know. Um, I do feel that, you know, with all the technology that we have, I do feel that there's, we should be able to create some kind of non-lethal weapon, you know, and so first off, that would yeah, a non-lethal weapon that would do the same thing pretty much just to shoot somebody and knock them down. And I ain't talking about like a taser. I'm talking about like a, you know, a bullet or something, but maybe something can be done where they just knock people down, you know? And so at least with that, I think that people who really don't want to kill people would at least start purchasing that weapon instead, you know, so that when whatever it still knocks people down it's still whatever it just doesn't kill them so maybe that could be something that could help with this situation so a lot of people even if you're robbing somebody a lot of them don't want to actually kill the person That's but true. if they had a gun if they had a weapon that could knock that person out and knock them down they would resort to that instead not advocating doing that that's crazy we live in a world that they would do that but at least there's no death, you right. know? Um, and it's sad to say that, you know, that's, that that probably would be the best solution right now um, to at least get, um, see a, at least a decrease in people who are using an actual lethal weapon as something right. to take someone down. I mean, just as like, you know, the AR-15, I mean, there's no reason why just regular street people should own that weapon at all. I mean that because that that weapon is pretty much used to eradicate. It's a a weapon of war. You know, you shoot, there's nothing left. Yeah. It is a weapon that is totally created with the intent to kill. To kill. It is. Totally there, you know, but we don't have the, we don't have the solutions. Um, you know, the only thing that I can say that I know that this can make a lot of us very anxious to hear all of these shootings and wanting to know, like, what can we do? And the only thing I can say is one, make certain that you are electing people who are anti-gun and at least want to 
um, do sensible gun rules and laws and whatnot. Um, and then too, just make certain that you know we you, you stay vigilant, that you stay vigilant, that you watch, that you pray if you if that's your thing, pray and just stay stay vigilant. I can't even say like just go out during the daytime and not at night because this happened during broad daylight, right after like 12 p.m. Lunchtime. So there is right. So there is no safe <laughs> safe time to be out. There isn't. Um, but you know, just you know, we just got to continue to to push for sensible gun laws, and um, I guess hope for the best. Yeah, all I can Agreed. say. All right, agree. All right, are you ready to move into this topic now? You need a break? No, break. You're good. Okay. <laughs> I I just wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure. So. Once again, the topic of this episode is going to be solving for lonely. Um, and the reason why I wanted to do this topic is because um, recently the U.S. Surgeon General, um, Dr. Vivek Murthy, is how I think his name is pronounced, uh, he released an advisory this past Tuesday addressing the epidemic of loneliness and isolation. Um, it's affecting the country. And he laid, he's laying out a framework for a national strategy to advance social connections. Um, this advisory is part of the Biden administration's broader efforts to address mental health. In that advisory, um, he did say in recent years, about one in two adults in America reported experiencing loneliness. And that was before the COVID-19 pandemic cut off so many of us from friends, loved ones, and support systems. Um, I did want to just touch on this very shortly, that, that loneliness and isolation have also been linked to sleep problems, inflammation, and immune changes in younger adults. In older people, it is tied to symptoms such as pain, insomnia, depression, anxiety, and a shorter lifespan. And people of all ages, they may be associated with higher risk of heart disease, stroke, diabetes, addiction, suicidality, and self-harm and dementia, okay? So this is very serious. This epidemic of loneliness is very serious. And um, I think I I did an an episode, maybe I just mentioned this in an, an episode about healing was that a lot of the things that we go through physically, physical ailments are started by a lot of things that are emotional. And just so, and just looking at the fact that loneliness can also cause all of these ailments within the physical body. Um, and so first off, before I get into my question for, for you, do you have any thoughts about, you know, this also being Mental Health Awareness Month or this, do you have any thoughts about what I just read about this this whole special advisory and all of that from the Surgeon General. Well, I mean, I just believe that we were placed on this planet to be social beings. Um, no one should be completely isolated. Um, I mean, and there's like evidence, I mean, that even like with people who are in prison or, you know, POWs, prisons of war, you know, it really mess, 
messes up, you know, your whole mental capability. Um, when you're not able to be around people and socialize, you know, and that's, you know, in a positive or a negative way. I mean, because I mean, I think that we need both. There has to be a balance, you know, and that's just the basic, like, you know, we as humans, we are meant to be social. If we're not, I mean, there's going to be a decline in your mental and your health and everything else. Mm. I agree. I totally agree. And have you yourself, have you experienced um, loneliness? Have I experienced loneliness? Um, I would say to a degree. Um, yes, but no also, because I mean, I know how to <laughs> be social and get myself out in the world. I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a creature of habit, you know, and that's one of the, you know, one of my habits. I'm, I'm social. So, I mean, I know how to reach out, call somebody, you know, and if I can't, I'm going to be out in the streets doing something. <laughs> you know, I'll, I will find a venue, whether if it's the gym, if it's the movies, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just to see mm-hmm. life. I get that. I get that. You know, um, I don't experience a loneliness too often. You know, I'm a person who loves my alone time. I love me some Jonathan time. Um, it's probably been a reason for a lot of the issues I've had because I, I do, I do love my alone time. But I do, un, I do agree that it is important to be able to connect with people when you want to connect with people. But there are those who they want to connect with people, but they feel like they don't have that that ability or that option too. And so what I wanted to talk to you about as well is um, that you've been doing something here lately a lot more, and that is taking yourself out on dates. Um, and that's what I wanted to talk about because somebody could be listening that is going through loneliness and maybe they feel they don't have a large friend circle. Maybe they don't have a strong connection with their family. Then maybe they work from home and they really want to have this human connection they want to get out but they might be a little too nervous about the idea of stepping out by themselves um and i know that you just like you stated you do go to the gym and you go to the movies and things like that but i know you were at one time kind of hesitant about actually going out to dinner alone and going to places like that so what was it for you that got you to a place of saying that you wanted to take this a step further and enjoy your own company in those spaces? Well, it was completely done by accident. Um, because you're right. I mean, I would go to gym, I would go to movies, but I would never like go out to eat myself. It's always thought it looked weird. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, because like one, I mean, I'm not like a fast food eater, so I mean, I don't go to McDonald's or Burger King. I mean, that's I would say that's okay. But you know, if you're going to like a regular restaurant and having a meal by yourself, it's like I always found it to like look weird. But it was done by complete by accident. I went to Azotees and um, I sat at the bar and I was getting some takeout and. They had ran out of something, guacamole. And 
they had to go to like their sister store to go get the avocados to make fresh guacamole. Oh wow! So, okay. Yeah. So I waited there at the bar, ordered a drink, and I said, "Well, you know, I'm here, and, I'm, and I know I'm hungry. <laughs> so when they come back, my food, I want to eat it." And I did. Okay. And I mean, it was perfectly fine because I mean, I guess my hunger <laughs> overspoke mm-hmm. my mind. So I wasn't overthinking that. Oh, well, this looks weird that I'm eating. No, Julius is hungry right now and Julius is going to eat. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. And I mean, from then on, I was like, you know what? I can go out places and, and eat now by myself. I, I don't need anyone. And mm-hmm. um, with doing that, it broke down another barrier that, you know, of self-care for me. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I go get married. I go get manicures, I go to the spa and do all those other things. And now I'm able to sit there and dine with myself. And mm-hmm. by dining with yourself, you know, I'm able to, you know, tap into Jaleese, mm-hmm. no jeans. And I may not be able to actually have a physical conversation, but I can talk in my head and, you know, ask myself questions. And, and really grill myself to see where I am, what I want. And that's a part of you know, self-care, self-love. And you know, I can say figure out, you know, RuPaul said, if you can't love yourself, who the hell you can love somebody else? So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's an important part of life, you know. Be going out mm-hmm. there and doing this whole self-care, self-love thing in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even though you are doing this self-care and like you say, you're enjoying your own company, you also have met some people too while you're doing this, right? Like you've met some interesting characters too and you're like, while while you've been doing this self-care thing. Well, that's going to the bar. <laughs> so, so, so um, from the bar, yeah, yeah. So um, along with, you know, going out to dinner, I've started to, you know, take myself out and going to the club by myself. And it's very interesting, you know, not being around, you know, your social circle and your group. But you're able to, you know, in my opinion, to actually meet and network with people when you are going solo, dolo. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I agree. I agree. So, like, um, I guess your first time you were know you you were at Azot and and for those of you who don't know Azot is a restaurant right in Atlantic Station. Um, I guess it is a Mexican restaurant, but it's a what I call a fufu Mexican restaurant. That's what I call it because it's not it doesn't give you like the the Mexican feel. It's very upscale, uh, nice little like uh, rooftop um, area there, really nice. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend. definitely recommend it it's good um and so you when you are out on the date do you ever on on yourself dates do you ever get a moment of feeling awkward or like why am i doing this or anything do you ever have that that feeling i feel like i I, I broke that barrier down um so i don't have like Mm -hmm. that angst anymore like oh is someone looking at me by myself like it's like (laughs) like listen i am by myself and I am enjoying my food. And 
And for those who may want to venture out and to do this, um, if you look around, you will notice that it's not just you who's yeah. doing it. Right. Right. And and again, you know, if you go and you know sit at the bar, you never know who you may meet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I, mm-hmm. go ahead. I, I definitely think you know that it does take some confidence, and I mean, like I definitely assume confidence that. Someone told me just before that I'm just a social butterfly that I never meet a stranger, and I and you know in my history I don't, so I'm very easy to you know be approached or approach people and just start a conversation. I mean I have that that kind of confidence going for me as well. Yeah, you do, you do. Um, I was, as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know. You know, I was raised in the church, so a lot of the things I do, I do, there are things that come back from my church time and the Christian faith um, that I do use. And there was a, a saying about, like, if you take one step, the Lord will make two. Or you, and I yeah. do believe that. And I do believe that. And so what that is, is like, if you are lonely and you do want to get out more, you want to meet people, you have to make that first step. And that first step might be just going out to that bar. You know, going out, going to the bar or going to a restaurant, eating at the bar. I definitely recommend that um, because you got to make the first step because it actually said you never know who you're going to run into. You never know, but you got to put yourself in that place. I will say you ain't going to run into anybody in your house. But you, <laughs> okay, <laughs> hopefully you don't, because <laughs> if you run into somebody else at your house and they're probably breaking in and mean you no harm, it mean you very good, it mean you harm. Right. So it is, uh, so it is, that's the only way if you, you have to make that first step. And that first step might be just going to that restaurant and having your dinner at the bar alone. Um, hey, get that liquid courage, get you a shot, get you a drink or whatnot, and you'll feel good. Um, and you will move from there and you'll go into other spaces and you are just pretty much allowing the universe, the universe opportunity to meet you halfway. Um, so I definitely, definitely um, applaud you for taking that, that step. And I've seen you become more of a social butterfly as you're going out to dinner and you're taking pictures of your drinks and posting them on Instagram, which I do not like. Um, but <laughs> and, but you do the same thing. Wait, hold on. I don't uh, post the. You post it to your story. As I get on to you, you post your drink and your food to your story. Food and drink is not supposed post. to be in your IG post. It's not the same thing. I'm it just is. playing with them. Never. So I, I have my own rules and laws for for IG. Um, IG. Everybody can make. Everybody can make their own rules as they, own, they see fit. <laughs> as they see fit. But yes. But yeah. But um, but that is cool. That is that is cool, and I'm happy for you. And I um, and I definitely will champion. I I encourage people to to do that, to have fun with themselves, take themselves out. Um, there is a link that I'm going to put in in the details. It's 18 Atlanta restaurants perfect for solo dining. So I'm gonna oh, put that nice. link. Yeah, I have I have I have a whole link. It's 18. Atlanta restaurants. I'll send it, send it to, you, to you too, <laughs> and right. you know, so maybe you could, you could just knock them out your list one by one. But there are eighteen Atlanta restaurants perfect for solo dining. So I'm going to put that in there. 
Um, in my last episode, I talked about how you know I went to Steamhouse Lounge last weekend by, right. by myself. And like one of the practices that I like to, to do is to, when I'm out alone, um, just take, take in the whole surrounding and notice what I am thinking about people as I see them. Because you know, everybody is a reflection of yourself. So if you, if you see somebody and, you, and whatever judgment you make about that person, whatever you think about them or whatnot, is a reflection of who you are. And so it just kind of gets you to kind of be aware of like, you know, you see somebody wearing Louis Vuitton shoes and you may be thinking, oh, this person um, thinks they're all that, you know, but that says more about you than it says about that person, that you feel that way, that you're making that, that, that judgment. And then you can kind of sit with that to kind of question yourself as to why you think the way you think about that person, you know? Um, so I think it's a good, a good tool to kind of just, you know, be with, with, with yourself, enjoy your own company, but also just take notice of the thoughts that you're thinking. Uh, other tips that I would, I would say, if you are trying to do a self-date is one, you know, go to a familiar place. Um, I think it's a lot easier to go to a place that you've already been to before. Um, pick a non-busy night during, during the week. I would say like a Wednesday night is a perfect, I mean, I know I wouldn't want to be in there with people who are with their families or on dates and with their friends. Um, but if you, for the first time, you want to go to this spot, a Wednesday night is probably going to be slow. And that way you will feel a little more comfortable. Um, what else that tip that I put down here? Oh, have a plan or itinerary. I know for myself, I like to have a plan. I don't know about you. Do you do you like to just just plan your night as it goes, or you have a plan? I, am, I want to go here. Yeah, I am a. I like to plan, but mm -hmm. you know, I can do impromptu also as well. Um, because you never know. Like I said, you know, I'm I'm, I'm adventurous. Mm -hmm. You never know mm -hmm. who you might meet, <laughs> what you might. Do, yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. You might but having a plan, yeah. You're right. You you never know, but I do like I do like the plan because that way you're like you said you you know you can still be spontaneous and be able to deviate from the plan because the plan is yours. So you can deviate from it, but at least if you know what you're going to do next, you know know that okay, I'm going to go I'm going to go to dinner and I'm going to leave dinner and go to the Atlanta you know the high high museum if I want to, you know and then I'm going to leave the museum and I'm going to go to Bulldogs whatever if that's what you want you want to do you have this whole itinerary set so you know exactly what your next step is. But actually said, you know, hey, be open because you never know what the universe might throw at you. You might meet somebody at that bar and find out that they're going to Putt Shack and they might invite you to Putt Shack with them. Hey, go on, go on to Putt Shack, <laughs> right? You know, it's okay. It's okay. Cool. Any other things that you want? Like, oh, oh, and drink. Drink responsibly. I do. I do have that as one last tip. Drink responsibly because you are alone. <laughs> so you are alone. That means you do you have not no have your right. You are responsible for yourself. So your friend is not there to be like, hey, you know, calm, calm, come down. Are you are you kind of stumbling a little bit? Your friends are there, so you have to drink responsibly because there's no one there. But you you have to be your designated driver and your um or unless you take take Uber 
or you're going to have to make sure you get home safely. Okay. Right. Do that and, and and be vigilant. Be vigilant and watch yeah. know your surroundings because you never and, know who might be watching you. And, as well. and also, do not have expectations. Also. Okay. What you mean by that? Because I mean, you know, you might go and say, "Well, I'm going out there. I'm going to try this, and I'm going to meet someone. I'm going to be able to network." You know, and you might not. So don't you you know, not. don't have expectations. Your expectations is to have fun, whatever that may be. That should be the whatever only that may be to be safe and to have fun. I agree with that. That's a good. That's a that's a good. That's good advice there. That's good advice. Because, yeah, people might go out and say, oh, tonight I'm going to meet. I'm going to meet somebody tonight. I'm going to meet my husband. I'm going to meet my <laughs> wife. I'm going to meet a whole bunch, you know, whatever. And you might not meet anyone. The goal is to have a good time. The goal yeah. is to enjoy your own, to enjoy your own company first. Company. So that's yeah. actually sad. Because unless, until you love yourself, if you are single, this is your situation. If you don't love yourself, how do you expect someone else to love you? Um, and then I do believe if you are alone and you do what I said about being not like noticing what you're thinking about other people, it might show you that maybe you got some things you need you need to work on because you might be judging people and thinking certain ways that you might need to fix, and that mm -hmm. might be that might contribute to your own your own singleness. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Anything yeah, else you want to add? Go ahead. I'm excited about my next date. Uh, I think I sent you. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, so um, on Tuesday, because Jonathan knows, like, I'm, like, one of the biggest. And anybody who's my, my friend knows that I'm, like, the biggest Disney fanatic <laughs> ever. So I'm going to yeah. the Immersive Disney Animation um, Tour on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's funny because, like, I was just going to buy a general admission ticket. No, I, got, I went out the premium package. <laughs> premium package? Well, does that include? Oh, my God. Um, Let's see. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, what he, while, and while he's finding that, it is the immersive Disney animation. Uh, mm -hmm. He sent me over his, uh, the screenshot of his ticket um, earlier today. Uh, the immersive Disney animation, and Disney. you got the the whole package. I got the package. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. That was not because I was like, oh, I was just going to go ahead and do a just a, a general um admission, and they like, and, and they always get you because they never tell you, oh, well, it's going to be a premium package. <laughs> they mm -hmm. never tell you that. But um, <laughs> they, ne they never say that. So I was like, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and get, you know, just a, a regular $28 ticket. Um, but no, so the VIP ticket, I get to skip the line. I get an immersive Disney animation print, um, a collectible immersive Disney animation cup. Flex, I don't know what that is. It says free return visits, um, lighthouse immersive cushion to rent for the show. Um, okay. A little cushion. Huh? A little cushion to keep the comfy to sit on so you'll be comfortable. Get comfortable. Um, an interactive wristband 
um, and I get to experience the um, the show. Okay, okay. Yeah. Looking at, at the site, it says immersive Disney animation is an innovation an innovative celebration that takes you inside the greatest films of Walt Disney Animation Studios from their very earliest groundbreaking features to the beloved hit movies of today. Imagine stepping into the casita with Mirabelle from Encanto. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Mirabelle. Okay, Mirabelle from Encanto being at, Proud, at Pride Rock as Rafiki presents Simba, surrounded by the animal kingdom as the sun rises. Imagine hopping on a train with Judy Hopp and going into Zootopia or taking Zootopia. a magic carpet ride with Oh, Zootopia, that's right, Zootopia, are taking a magic carpet ride with Aladdin and Jasmine and so much more. Now you can step into the art and legacy of Walt Disney Animation Studios and celebrate the music, artistry, and animation from the creators of Frozen, The Little Mermaid, Big Hero 6, and many more. Hope you have a good time. I hope you have a great time with that. It's always going to be a good time. I'm sure you will. Yeah, I look forward to hearing about it. All right. Anything else? Anything else you want to you want to let let the people know before I give some resources here? No, I'm. You know, okay. I would say definitely, if not one time, definitely go out. Self date, one time. Self. I encourage everyone yes. and target everyone to at least do it once. All right. And if our listeners wanted to follow you, where can they where can they they follow you at? I am well, Instagram, the that's T H E E Kalel K A L E A M E L one. And that's Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Jonathan again Facebook. Right, 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 right. They probably already forgot it. So but I'll also put it in the show notes as well. Um, because this is Mental Health Month, I do want to give a couple of resources um, for people that might be listening to this. So um, if you are facing a crisis, you can dial 988 to reach the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Um, if you are a new or expecting mother, you can call 1-833-9-HELP-FOR-MOMS for confidential professional advice. Again, that's one eight three three nine, and then spell out help, the number four, M-O-M-S, for confidential professional advice. If you are feeling overwhelmed or just need someone to talk to, ask your healthcare provider, contact the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP, or visit www findsupport.gov. If someone you know is going through a tough time, reach out and tell them you are there for them. We are all in this together. Okay. And I'll also add to that. Um, mm -hmm. um, for those, you know, who have very good employers, um, reach out to your HR and, and look at you all's EAP as well. Mm -hmm. um, how mm -hmm. do you feel about all these um, services coming in a pipeline like Better Health? Um, because I know that from COVID, you know, people have been really rolling out like these services, um, like Better Health and a few others. 
you know, that people can mm-hmm. reach out to and talk. Um, I think mm-hmm. I've seen a few of, because, you know, I follow a lot of the um, ladies from Drag Race, and they've been rolling out a few things as well. Um, let me see. Let's go to one of their pages. Uh... And while and while you're looking at that, I will say um, with the better health, I do. I feel you know what. Do whatever you need to do. Whatever you need to do to get to better to better do that. Um, you know, so for some people, they don't want to text and talk or talk to somebody virtually. Some people need that in-person touch. Um, so, but whatever resource you you take, I think is a great a great resource as long as you it helps you out. Did you find it? Yeah. So um, it's the Mental Health Coalition. Okay. Um, and they've mm-hmm. been advocating for that service. But yeah, I mean, but I mean, I just know I, I did find it kind of <laughs> interesting that you know all these services have been rolled rolled out um, to help you know people who are struggling. And, and I just hope that it isn't you know something that's done for monetary purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it is. I mean, a, a lot of it is, of course. We live in a very capitalistic society, um, and so yeah, you got to make a profit. There's a price tag to whatever it is. Um, you know, so but there, like some of the resources that you know I did provide are free resources. Um, yes, if you, um, like, like Jilly said, your employee assistance program, if you have a job, the EAP for short, um, those services usually are free to employees. It at least will give you like a couple, a few sessions with a therapist for free, um, but then you will um, have, have to pay a premium or copay uh, if you want to continue going. Um, but I will also put those resources that I mentioned in the show notes as well. You may not need them, but, you know, make sure you write them down for someone who you know who might need them. So, yeah. All right. Anything else going on with you? I would say since today is May 4th, I would say may the 4th be with you. Oh, Lord. May the 4th be with you, even though this is not going to air probably until Monday. But um, but yeah, so I hope the 4th was with you when you heard this episode. Um, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm actually recording with Threesome Podcast at 8, at 8 p.m. tonight. So um, I have like a few more minutes. It's 7.30 now. So I have a few minutes to myself to get ready for that. And then I'll be recording with Threesome. That's number three S-U-M podcast. Tell the lovely ladies mm-hmm. I said. Um, I will tell the lady you said hello. <laughs> I will tell Melanie <laughs> you said hello. I'm sure Sabira does not want to be the lovely lady. <laughs> the lovely Chelsea lady. Bear, and, the, and the handsome and the handsome one. <laughs> the handsome one. Yeah. You know, yes. I'm sorry. This whole pronoun thing correct. So don't yeah. you know, don't yeah. kill me. So but yeah, but no, but you are are okay. All right. Well, that will conclude this, and I'm going to go ahead and um, stop this recording. All right. Mm-hmm.